Festival of Blood Radio. Turn on your virus scanners. It's March 5th, 2010. That's Festival of Blood Radio. Okay, so I have, like, chicken scratch for today's show notes. It's going to be one of those shows. Anyway, it's great to have you, as always. Thank you for taking the time to stop by the site and uh, click on the link and listen to me talk about what's what. Hopefully you're still subscribed over on iTunes. Uh, yeah. And if uh, you want to find out more about the show, be sure to visit the official website at www.festivalofblood.com. Because it's all good. Hey, by the way, taking uh, requests, we... We do this every month, taking uh, requests for the April Wallpaper of the Month. Probably, maybe, probably maybe and, y- and you know what I mean by that, uh, for those of you that are long-term listeners. But probably, maybe, going to get out a uh, bonus wallpaper late for the month of March. But uh, looking for some ideas. You know, we got some good ones. We got some, uh, got some good ones. But uh, if you want a cool wallpaper of the month, if you, don't, if you don't even know what to suggest for a wallpaper of the month, make sure you drop by again festivalofblood.com and uh, take a look at the wallpapers we put up in past months including this last month a little racy yeah and uh, you know you kind of get an idea of what we're looking for but yeah I got chicken scratch for notes today uh, for the show and uh, yeah lots of inner stuff you know one of the things I I immediately wanted to get into uh, on the show because here at Festival of Blood Radio we are the first to declare things and we're always right. Well, most of the time. But anyway, we are going to say right now here at Festival Blood Radio that the uh, age of digital distribution has fully, I mean like fully, come of age to the point where, uh, yeah, retailers finally need to be a little bit little bit scared. Because I'm scared for them at least in the next generation of consoles because it's going to be interesting to see what that brings. Already we have seen Sony with the uh, new PSP Go step out of the box and say, listen, this thing doesn't even have a disk drive. The only way you can get games for it is to download them. And it's going to be really interesting to see if uh, Sony continues that trend with, like, a PlayStation 4 or Microsoft with, you know, whatever they decide to put out next and uh, say, listen, we're, we're going to go digital only. And uh, Microsoft is certainly experimenting with this with their uh, Xbox Originals where you can download original Xbox games and uh, 360 games, full versions. Now, you know, right now, of course, the 360 games that you can download full versions of on the Xbox 360 are kind of like the platinum hits kind of games, where the price is capped out at. I think the highest price game you'll find there is 29.99. Uh, but it's going to be interesting to see what happens because the truth of it is, once again, the PC leads the way in that. Yeah, PC games are are dying at retail. They're they're almost completely dead. Even if you go by the big box retailers like Walmart, they might have like a five-foot section 
for these games. And some of those sections, they're filled with game cards, like for, you know, for uh, World of Warcraft or, you know, some of the indoors games and things like that. You know, Jeep Potato. You can get like a Jeep Potato card at Walmart. And, you know, the five feet that they're devoting to PC games, well, you know, it's dwindling. It's getting a little bit smaller. You know, and even some of that space is devoted to budget titles, like the ones that are $2 or $5. You know, older games, like, you know, the original Battlefield or Battlefield Vietnam or something like that that you can pick up. So, in GameStop, speaking of GameStop, you know, they are they, are they like completely, they got like a little, like, little island in the store where it has some PC games on it. Anyway. And, you know, you see this reflected in the sales numbers that are released for games. You know, you look at something like uh, Battlefield Bad Company 2, and at first glance you'll say, wow, the sales on the PC suck. But you have to remember that those numbers do not account for digital distribution like Steam and Impulse and games for Windows, uh, good old games, which I guess that wouldn't come into play because they've got old crap. But you know what, you know what I'm saying? The, the, those, those numbers are not included. The PC is really first once again, to blaze the trail of the future. And because of that, because a lot of what we've seen on the PC makes its way to the console, I really think that the future is going to be, uh, you know, digital distribution, even even for the consoles. You know, so for, for retailers, you need to be a little bit scared. And, and the thing that made me really think about this is as I click on my Windows 7 start button, like right now, uh, the things that I have, you know, on Windows 7, you can pin things, that's P-I-N, pen. Yeah, if you don't know what I'm talking about, in Windows 7, just like right-click on some icon on your desktop and say you want to pin it to the Start menu. And it basically makes it so that when you click on your Start menu, it appears. And of all the things that I have here, 50% of them are digital distribution uh, gaming systems. For example, I have Firefox Mozilla pinned. Eh, probably because it does it by default. Not sure why I have that there. I have FileZilla which is an FTP program which allows me to upload this great show to the Internet. So, you know, I have that there because I use it. Uh, front page, for the same reason, you know, I do updates to the site, uh, you know, whatnot. Uh, ACDC Photo Manager because, yeah, it's the, it's the photo viewer of choice. Uh, if you don't have ACDC Photo Manager, by the way, yeah, kind of missing out. It, it's, if you have a digital camera, you, you just need to go buy it. That's A-C-D-S-E-E. Yeah, most of you probably know what it is. But the other four things that I have are Impulse, Steam, Games for Windows Live, and Media Go. Of course, Media Go being the uh, interface to download uh, PSP games to your PSP directly through your PC. If you don't want to use the internet connectivity that's built into the PC, which most of the time when I'm buying a game, yeah, I just go to the PC and use Media Go because I, I can download a little bit faster. But uh, I got Games for Windows Live. In fact, I noticed recently that, uh, at least on Windows 7, probably on, I guess, at least Windows Vista, if you have Steam and Impulse uh, pinned to your start menu, there's, there's functionality where if you just hover over the icon, you can go directly to News or Settings or Store or Community. Uh, in the case of Steam, in the case of Impulse, directly to your, you know, your, your games, the community. So, you know... Not only can you pen it there, but when you do so, you get easy direct access to a lot of these features. So, yeah, I know I'm not saying anything new for those of you that buy a lot of games on the PC via digital distribution. And I cannot recall personally the last time I actually picked up at retail a PC game. In fact, I can. It was Wrath of the Lich King Collector's Edition because, you know, I wanted the cool book. Yeah, it's it's good. So... You know, I, I picked up, for example, just in the last uh, month, for example, on Steam, I picked up uh, Dawn of War 2. Going to 
talk about that probably a little bit later. But I picked up Dawn of War. I've picked up uh, over on Impulse. Uh, of course, Dragon Age, picked that up on Impulse. On Games for Windows Live, I think a, a show or two ago, mentioned that I picked up Batman Dark Asylum. So, you know, is it really going to be in the next next generation of consoles? Well, the PC, if it leads the way in the way that it traditionally does, look forward to downloading all of your games, console or not, digitally. We're nothing like Imus. We'll call anyone a nappy hoe. You're listening to Festival of Blood on the Festival of Blood Radio Network. So, yeah, as I mentioned uh, earlier, picked up Dawn of War 2, mainly because, well, I posted it on my Twitter, for those that don't know, and uh, what i what I got to say is I'm so so jonesing for StarCraft 2 that I decided to, you know, I had to get some RTS on, and one of the ways I could do that easily and quickly was to load up Steam and browse around, and with the new release, I think it's like uh, Dawn of War 2 Dark Rising or something like that, well, I said, you know what? I'm going to go ahead and get the original because, well, the expansion pack, which, by the way, is a standalone game, is only $29.99. And, uh, yeah, the original game is $29.99 as well. In fact, they got a bundle deal, which I almost did. But uh, you can save, like, 20 bucks if you buy both of them together. So for $10 more, you can get both of them. And uh, that's pretty much on any service. Uh, Steam uh, has that. But even better, as, as I said, I think, last show, it's a Games for Windows Live game. So, yeah, I can, I can rack up the achievements. Yeah. So I've uh, been, been playing that and enjoying it. You know, the one thing that's missing from this game, uh, for those that have not played it, is it does not have resource management to the degree where you, like, build a base and you collect resources and you can build things based on the resources you collect. Yeah, it doesn't have that. It's more of a... a, a, a it's, it's like an RPG attached to an RTS. And that the one thing it does have, which you don't see in a lot of RTSs, is that your main character levels up, you get gear, you get equipment, you get armor, uh, you get skills, and as you do that, uh, well, you make your character better. And that, of course, affects the way that you play. Because there is not the ability to uh, build bases and extra equipment in the game, you definitely play the game a little more tactically and strategically, in some cases, uh, than you do in most RTSs. So really, really cool there to see that. Uh, enjoying it. So for those that have not played it, yeah, I know I'm late to the game, but for those that have not played it, uh, you might want to check it out. Pretty good stuff. You, you do get the achievements, which is quite cool. Yeah, and uh, outside of that, uh, doing some bad feel, Battlefield Bad Company 2. Had a chance to, I think last show I had either just gotten the game or was about ready to get into it. But, wow, you know, I had somebody ask me recently, well, what should I get? Should I get Modern Warfare 2 or Battlefield Bad Company 2? And I said, Wow. That that's that's a huge question because they're both excellent multiplayer experiences. I think the thing I like most about Battlefield Bad Company 2 is it doesn't have the you know you get those kill streaks in Modern Warfare 2 up to and including like the nuke you can let off. And you you don't get that. So even if you're you're like an uber player and you're getting like, you know, 5 6 7 8 9 10 kills in a row, you don't get the ability to even more so dominate the map. You know, kind of like that. 
I also like the ability of the destructible environments in Battlefield Bad Company 2. Because, you know, you, you, you get some games where there's a sniper, like, hold up somewhere. He's camping. He's camping hard. He's got, like, the KOA sign up and, and the Winnebago because he's camping. And, uh, you know, it just, it's so frustrating. Well, in this game, you know what? Just bring the whole building down. Just uh, decide, you know what? I don't like it that he's up there. I'm just going to bring the whole building down, which, of course, even if you have friendly fire turned off in the game, if you have uh, friendlies in the building and you bring it down, yeah, they die. So... That kind of sucks, but you know, at least you take the guy out. So the destructible environments, as well as the addition of vehicles, which is traditional to any Battlefield game, very, very awesome. So in some ways, kind of enjoying the multiplayer in Battlefield Bad Company 2 more. The single-player experience, still working through it, because I jumped into the multiplayer about, I, I guess, about halfway through the single-player experience, and really, really enjoying the uh, the single-player game, even though I've heard that it's short, which means I'm I'm probably about to finish it. Still, still very, very good. Lots of unlocks and collectible weapons and things like that you can do along the way. So if you're not playing Battlefield Bad Company 2, uh, get it. It is, of course, on the PlayStation 3, the Xbox 360, and the PC. And one of the big things the PC has gone for it, unlike Modern Warfare 2, is it does support dedicated servers, which for the diehard PC fan who enjoys playing their shooters online and a lot of customizability as well as low lag yeah, you'll enjoy it because it has that cool feature. So, uh, yeah, really enjoying that. In fact, right now, that's what's paused over on the screen. So, yeah. Oh, by the way, uh, another 360 game I've uh, been enjoying lately. Yeah, I ain't going to spend like a minute on this so don't get sick. But I've uh, been playing a little bit of uh, Civilization Revolution. We talked about this, what, like a year ago. But uh, it's finally nice to get back into it. You know, if you like the Civilization games, but you want it a little bit simplified, you want it to be able to play in, well, at most, like a day and a half. You know, you can really enjoy Civilization 2. You know, I really love Nuke and the Chinese because it was awesome. And one of the one of the things I really hate about uh, Civilization Revolution is, well, you get one nuclear weapon at best, and that's if you create the uh, Manhattan Project Wonder first, you get one bomb, which... Though it's sweet, because unlike in some of the other Civilization games, when you drop it on a city, it completely annihilates it, like completely to the ground, to a piling pile of rubble. Uh, the other games don't quite do it that way. This one does, so maybe that's only why you get one, but it would be oh so sweet if you could just get an arsenal of nukes. But uh, yeah, beat uh, beat the game on Domination, playing as the Romans the other day, got, got the achievement. So yeah, I've been playing that, and that's pretty much what's been going on on the Xbox 360. You've got it tuned to Festival of Blood Radio, a proud member of the Geek Media. For more information and to see our blog page, go over to www.thegeekmedia.com. Festival of Blood Radio. It's a lot like crack. That's why Lindsay Lowen loves us so much. You're listening to Festival of Blood Radio on the Festival of Blood Radio Network. www.festivalofblood.com I'm out of time and all I got is old minutes. Old minutes. I'm out of time and all I got is old minutes. Old minutes. I'm out of time and all I got is old Yeah, yeah. 
yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, kind of like that song. I don't really know what's up. We'll, we'll, we'll turn it up in just a minute for those that have never heard it. It's got Madonna and Justin Timberlake in it, which I'm sorry to say this. Maybe maybe it's my age. I don't know. But Justin Timberlake used to be with Britney Spears, and he's in this video now with Madonna, and I'm like, I guess you were with the wrong chick all along. Because even though Madonna's a freak and I pretty much hate her guts, at least she's not Britney freaking Horror Spears. You know what I'm saying? Anyway, let's uh, let's we'll save all that crap for the end of the show. For those of you that know what I'm talking about. Anyway, we got uh, some new software out this week. Uh, Firefox updated to version 3.6.2. As we always say, yeah, you're gonna, you know I'm going to say it. They're doing the Apple software thing, and they've got like tons of points in their software. To get the latest version, either go to getfirefox.com to get it, or if you open up uh, your Firefox browser, you'll get it. For those that don't know, yeah, it's the main one I use. I have three installed. I have Firefox, of course, Internet Explorer, and, uh, yeah, the Google thing, which I use. Okay, You know, the Google thing is good because it launches pretty quickly. i got to admit, it's pretty fast. It, like, starts almost immediately. Eh, other than that, it's okay. You know. Uh, Diablo? Diablo? Did someone say Diablo? Yeah, Diablo 2 has a new patch out after... 10 years or whatever. Anyway, they're up to version 1.13C. What does it do? Well, I don't know. I downloaded it and installed it, but uh, yeah, it's it's there. If you want to check it out, be sure to do so. I think they added some bank changes, added some new formulas. I don't know. Whatever. I am so jonesing for StarCraft 2. Did I did I mention that? Anyway, if you, if you still play Diablo 2, which I do, of course it's installed. That's why I downloaded the patch. Yeah, yeah you want to get it. Hey, what else is out there? Oh, by the way, for those that are using Xbox Live, Microsoft released finally after their like uh, promotional period or whatever. Uh, they've got Xbox Live Arcade, arcade or whatever they're calling it out. Well, this is like the virtual arcade, where with your avatar you can kind of kind of go into the game world. It's like a virtual arcade. There's some '80s like game music playing in the background. Oh, I know you're bored. Let's listen to this for a minute. You know, I say to myself at night when I'm in bed, I'm like, why does anybody even listen to this crap? Anyway, uh, uh, what Xbox Live's uh, Game Room. That's what it's called. See, I, 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 it's like the Snickers commercial. I needed a minute, and I got it via Madonna. Anyway, uh, the Xbox Live Game Room is out. Kind of cool. One disappointing thing is that if you've already downloaded some of the classic arcade games on Xbox Live Arcade and you want them in the Xbox Live uh, Game Room, yeah, you got to rebuy them. That that kind of sucks. And even the other thing that kind of sucks, and even though it's not a huge cost difference, this uh, game room software is not only available on your Xbox 360, but it is available on the PC. If you download Games for Windows Live, you can download it. You can play it. In fact, at the moment, that's the only place I've played it, for those of you that think I'm an Xbox 360 whore. Yeah, but anyway, I've played only the game room on the PC at the moment, and you you pay extra if you want to buy the arcade game on the PC and the Xbox 360. Why can't you just buy it once and get access to it in both places? I don't know. It's kind of lame. It's the one thing I don't like. But uh, anyway, it is there. It's kind of cool. It's got lots of games that were not released on the Xbox Live Arcade that are kind of the 
80s style arcade game. So if you really want to get on like your Red Baron, for example, if you really miss some of the 80s classics, even if you don't have an Xbox 360 and you want to get into some of the old arcade games of yore, make sure you download the latest version of uh, Xbox Live, Xbox Live, the latest version of games for Windows uh, for Microsoft. And, you know, you can download it and you can enjoy it. And it's fun, especially if you have an Xbox 360 controller for your PC. So, uh, oh, one last thing. Uh, well, two things, I guess, before we get out of here. Um, Command & Conquer 4 is now out. Really was looking forward to this game. It was a game I was going to go buy because I think I own every single Command & Conquer game there is. Uh, because I'm a big fan of it. I, I have Red Alert 3, for example, on the Xbox 360. One of my favorite games of all time is the original Command & Conquer uh, on the PC. Even though right now it's a pixelated mess when you play it. Still enjoy it. It's good. It's one of the best games I've ever played. But Command & Conquer 4 finally did something that, well, they've, they've uh, well, it's from Electronic Arts. And for those that don't know, Electronic Arts lately has been doing really good by the gamer. And that when they've released games like Mass Effect uh, and Dragon Age Origins, they've really cut back on the digital rights management. And for those that don't know, digital rights management is what uh, essentially prevents you from owning the software that you buy. They're basically saying that, you know what, you're going to buy the software from us, but we're going to tell you when you can use it, how you can use it, and how many times you can install it. For example, uh, with some of the games that Ubisoft has been coming out with, I guess uh, Assassin's Creed 2 is the big example. If you do not have a live internet connection, you cannot play the game. So for those of you that buy this game, and you're saying, you know what, I'm going to play it while I'm on vacation, while I'm up visiting Grandma up in uh, the middle of nowhere who does not have internet. Well, guess what? If you download the game and you install it or if you buy it at a store, you cannot even play it unless you are connected to the internet. Well, Electronic Arts has been, you know, of course they do that, by the way, to prevent piracy, to prevent me from giving you my copy and installing it on your laptop, going to grandma's and playing it, which is all fine and well, except that it hurts a lot of legitimate users. Well, Electronic Arts recently in the last few months has had a really really good solution to this problem they said you know what if you buy our game we're going to make it so that if you buy it in the box there's going to be a code that'll let you download additional content free of charge for example i've downloaded a lot of content for mass effect 2 that hasn't cost me a dime because i bought the game new i didn't buy it used i didn't borrow it from a friend i did not rent it but uh so Electronic Arts has been doing the right thing, especially after getting burned by Spore. I think it was early last year when Spore first came out. They got decimated for having digital rights management that was draconian, that didn't allow you to play the game when you wanted to play it, how you wanted to play it. Well, they they, they, they finally made a step backwards with Command & Conquer 4. They have done the Ubisoft route and made it so that you need to be online at all times, even to play the single-player version of the game. So I'm going to tell you right now, even as a fan of Command & Conquer, I will not buy this game. Hopefully you will join me if you're a real gamer, because digital rights management that interferes with your ability to essentially own the software, well, it's completely wrong. Hey, World of Warcraft, which, by the way, I reactivated my account. New version now, bringing things up to version 3.3.3. Awesome. Yeah, it's all good stuff. If you've played the game, you've probably read the patch notes. You already know all about it. If you want to get the patch easily and quickly, because maybe you've been out of the game for a while, be sure to drop by FilePlanet.com, because, as always, they have the quick and easy download. 
that's about all I got. You know, for those uh, that aren't familiar with the show and you're saying, God, the guy's getting out of here already. This is this is cheap. Why did I download this? Well, the show, we try to keep it uh, under 20 minutes or uh, I shouldn't say under 20 minutes, somewhere between 20 and 25 minutes, because, well, if you're a freak who likes to get your freak on, but you only got about 20 minutes to get your freak on. That's the show for you. So hopefully you'll subscribe, you'll enjoy. We try to fit in the computer and gaming news for the entire week that maybe you didn't get to because you don't have the time to sit in front of the computer, browse what's out there. Plus, you get my verbal diarrhea, you get my opinion. Hopefully you enjoy it. We'll see you next time on Festival of Blood Radio. This week, we're not going to really mess around too much. First of all, for those that listen to the show for a long time, you know that, yeah, I'm like an American Idol fan, and it was just like last year when Alexis Grace, which we'll put up in the wallpaper, just like an extra because she's hot. But uh, Lacey got kicked like last week, and uh, yeah, that sucked. Anyway, that's about it. Speaking of Madonna, we're going to do some 80s cool stuff, and that's why we're not going to interrupt. Hopefully you enjoy this. If you don't know what it is, you're, you're not a fanboy of the 80s. It's live. So we'll play a little bit more of it than we should, because I know you won't tell. Thanks. Have a good one. Festival Blood Radio. By the way, I didn't give out the email address. It's the host at festivalblood.com. That's the host at festivalblood.com. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next week. Yeah, enjoy this. It's fun. Yeah, by the way, getting ready to hear some of the best guitar playing ever. It's awesome. Here you go, listen in.